This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey people, welcome to another episode of the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, and I am here by myself tonight. Uh, it's almost two in the morning on Tuesday morning, the day the show is supposed to come out. And uh, I was just sitting there watching TV and then realized, oh my goodness, you didn't do a show yet, mister. You need to get busy. So here I am doing a show, getting busy. Um, I just finished watching the uh, finale of Better Call Saul, which um, lived up to um, the standards of the show, which is something that I'm hoping I can do is live up to the standards of the show here. Uh, a couple things that I want to tell you about. First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you to our um, financial supporters. We are 100% listener supported and we have great listeners who really get behind the show and do a lot to make it so that we can do the things that we're doing, including this show and going into prisons and bringing the word of God to uh, to men uh, in California prisons. We'll be starting a new prison uh, in the next month, hopefully. Uh, by the end of September, we'll be in another prison uh, with Prison Fellowship and Celebrate Recovery Inside. So thank you to all of our generous donors who helped to make that possible for us because uh, as one person told me one time, if it's God's will, it's God's bill and you folks are definitely picking up the check for God and uh, I really, really appreciate that a lot. If you want to become one of our financial supporters, you can do it through our Patreon platform, which is found at messituppodcast.com. Click on that button that says become a patron and it will take you to our Patreon giving platform. Or you can do text to give, which is as simple as sending the word, texting the word mum, M-U-M, text that to 760-WALLS-C-A, W-A-L-L-S-C-A, and that will take you to our text to give platform. And you can get all the information there as well. So I uh, really appreciate everybody for doing that. And uh, like I said, we wouldn't be able to do this if it weren't for folks just like you. Animals living in flocks or loosely organized communities and plants can also be gregarious, growing in open clusters or in pure associations. So that's kind of fun. Uh, big word of the week got even bigger for me. So uh, thank you, Dictionary. And thank you for using the word of the week in your sentences. Give yourself 10 bonus points every time you do it in a gregarious way. If you want to get really fun, you can take some gregarious photos and put them up on social media. We are on Reddit under Messed Up Ministries. We also are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, so you can find us there. I like to post pictures, and uh, hopefully you like to post pictures as well. So find something gregarious, put it up there, and uh, tag us in that picture, and that would really be great so we can get social together. All right, uh, you may have noticed that there's no other voice with me tonight. Um, <laughs> I may have mentioned it's almost 2 o'clock in the morning, so everybody's asleep. So I'm trying to do this show without waking the people in my house, but also um, making sure that I give you... Uh, another show that's uh, enjoyable. If you find it to be enjoyable, send me a line at 760-608-1942 or email me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Let me know what you think. I had a great call from a listener 
this week who had just listened to the show and they were talking to me about some ideas with um, this possible building we might be getting. So thank you listeners out there for joining in and for bringing me into your world as um, you let me go into your lives through your podcast uh, ears and uh, through your phones as well uh, by calling. So thanks a bunch to those of you who've reached out. Don't hesitate. Uh, Would love to be able to do that. Uh, conversation thing with you. (laughs) That was a horrible sentence. So anyhow, let's get on with the show here, shall we? Um, Today, uh, I'm I'm looking at the idea of unexpected uh, situations coming up. There's there's always situations that we might not be expecting or, or knowing are on their way, but those unexpected situations and how we deal with them is uh is pretty important i've been working with my uh students in the prison and one of the things we talk about is how we make decisions in an instant and unexpected things that we're just not sure what are going to happen and and how we handle that uh today was a great uh, case in point we went to the prison to do our monday night programming which is the alpha program from um uh, Nicky uh, Gumbel in England. He talks about uh, you know basic foundations of Christianity and learning about Christianity and just the 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 original blocks of of a person's faith. You know what is Jesus about? Why did he die? Is you know does this life really matter? Those type of questions that new believers or um, people who are just kicking the tires on Christianity might be asking. So this is a video-driven class, and and I had my uh, students all brought their books, and we were ready to go, but uh, we didn't have a set of keys to get into the storage closet where the DVD player is held, so we couldn't watch the video. So we had to punt. We had an unexpected situation. Unexpected situations can sometimes go south on us, and, and I think a lot of it depends on my attitude going into any situation um, I had a dear friend one time tell me one of the old adages of recovery, which is expectations are premeditated resentments. And so when I go into a situation with expectations, that can be a dangerous thing for me. But, you know, I expected to be able to get in and get the equipment that I had available to me. And and that didn't work. So we had to punt. And I said, well, it's a good thing football season's coming because we're going to punt tonight, gentlemen. Uh, we couldn't get our... Uh, songbooks to do worship. So we had to sing from memory. Uh, We couldn't show video, so we had to do a a lesson on the fly that was basically just, you know, the Holy Spirit moving through me and giving me things to say for two hours to keep these gentlemen engaged and active and working on some, uh, you know, important things. And so... It was, it was a night that didn't go the way I planned it to go, but it went really well. Um, and so I just thought, well, maybe I'll talk about this on the show tonight. It's just, what do we do when these situations go wrong? You know, think about the last time a situation went differently than you planned. I, I won't say wrong, but when, when unexpected situations came up, maybe... Maybe it's a car problem, maybe a flat tire, maybe there was a detour on your way to, to work or, or something happened and you had to find a new way. Maybe 
maybe uh, you had a, a temporary worker in your office that day and uh, you had to help them out doing some stuff. These unexpected things usually mean that it's going to take us some extra time or effort um, on our part to uh, get the situation resolved or to work through it. Or at a bare minimum, it, it might mean that we have to uh, do things that we didn't plan on doing that day and the things that we planned on doing might not get done or might not get done the way that we thought that they would get done or should get done so that's uh you know that's the way that things happen to us um i'm never sure how things are going to work in the prison it's never a guarantee that things are going to happen exactly the way i want them to um, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was coming into the prison and we have to wait for the doors to open and for a person to see us. So they, they open a door and anywhere you go through, it's like a, it's like an air gap. If you think about a science fiction show and they, they put the person in the room and they open up the room, the guy walks into the room and the door closes and they'll open the door to outside the ship so that everything doesn't get sucked out into the vacuum of space. Well, we have to go through these these double door ports going into the prison, and so uh, a person uh, somewhere watching a monitor pushes a button and opens a gate, and then they close the gate, then they open the next one and close that one, and I move through very very get smart style. If you're old enough to remember get smart, so they opened the first gate, and I came through, and then they didn't open the second gate, and I I stood there for probably two and a half, almost three minutes, and it can be frustrating, but it's just what happens, and I had to be to my class, but. It's just what happens. And I could yell and scream, but that doesn't usually help the situation. So I just had to sit back and just take it as it happened. In life, there are so many things where we just have to sit back and take it as it happens. Um, I've been doing ministry with my wife for a long time. And she's, uh, you know, you've heard her as a co-host on the show. Uh, Listener Bev from California, I like to call her. Um... And she is going to be uh, leaving uh, on Wednesday on a jet plane, <laughs> going to see her father in Tennessee to help out. He, he's um, uh, not always agile on his feet, and he fell again and, and got hurt, not badly, but he's going to be 95 next month. So she's going back to help her sister, you know, help take care of dad. And, and you know, we bought a one-way ticket for her. We don't know when she's going to come back because we don't know how long she's going to need to stay there. And that's unexpected. Going in and doing ministry without my wife in the prison, it's an unexpected thing. It's not what I'm used to doing. I'm used to doing it with her. Seeing her on, on Friday night, standing next to me on the stage singing and, and doing harmonies, that's, that's what I'm used to. But, but it's not going to happen for a little while here. And we just have to be able to keep on moving through the, uh, the situations that life gives us. I was... Uh, driving to Starbucks this morning to have my morning coffee and, and do some writing and whatnot. And as I was pulling out of the driveway, I got a phone call. And I always answer the phone because I never know if it's going to be a listener or, or who it's going to be. But it was uh, a, an office manager for a church in uh, a town that's about three hours from where we are. And she had visited my Celebrate Recovery about four or five years ago. Uh, because she was in town visiting her son. And so they uh, came to our Celebrate Recovery meeting, and she mentioned that 
you know, she had a really enjoyable time and, and, and she really appreciated what we we're doing. And now her church is trying to start a Celebrate Recovery because the person who was doing their recovery ministry had just passed away with cancer. It was an unexpected thing, perhaps. It, I mean, they knew he had cancer, but, you know, now they, they, they don't have anyone to run their ministry. So they're trying to get a new ministry started. And so she called me to see if I could help out. I was not expecting that. And that was a, a good thing for me. It was a bad thing for them losing their, their leader, but, but they want to start fresh. And we've done something that was meaningful in their past. And so they reached out to us and, and she, you know, found us after all these years and remembered that she had a positive experience. That was an unexpected surprise. That, that really started my day um, in a positive way. It, it made me feel like, all right, I've done something well. I've done something noteworthy. I've done something that someone else appreciated that meant something to a person. And, and that, was a, that was a pretty good feeling. Another good feeling is knowing the heart of God. And that brings me to our, our song of the week here. Uh, Zach Williams is one of my favorite. He's got a new record coming out, and this is his, his most recent single called Heart of God. So I'm going to give you about 90 seconds of this while I um, grab something to drink and uh, get my yawns out. And uh, I'll come back on the other side of this to talk to you a little bit about what I think about this song and talk a little bit more about overcoming unexpected hurdles. But right now, here's some good old-fashioned Zach Williams with Heart of God. There's beauty from ashes, so calm as you are. There's only love in the heart of. tell you what, when I listen to Zach Williams, I just think there is so much going on here that this man is just in my head. His music just speaks to me and, and speaks my heart. And there's a couple things that struck me with this song. Uh, I was listening to this song coming home um, last night, uh, well, Saturday, Sunday night, as, as I record this. Um, I don't know if that's last night or the night before now. Uh, but I was listening to this song as we were coming home, and Bev has shared her testimony at uh, a Celebrate Recovery in Bakersfield, at the Dream Center in Bakersfield. And they had a lot of uh, ladies there from uh, uh, a women's shelter that were going. And I am scheduled to speak at that same Celebrate Recovery in a couple weeks. And I was like, wow, this is really, 
you know, my story in a room full of ladies from a women's shelter is a difficult thing. And it can make me, it can give me the opportunity to question myself. And um, it says, you know, whoever told you you ain't worth the fight, the cross tells a story that'll change your mind. And, and, it's it's difficult. It's difficult for me. I, I read on in the song, it says, come on, prodigal children, it's never too late. Run home to the Father. He'll clothe you with his grace. There's only love in the heart of God, no room for shame in his open arms. And then I love the bridge. No, he's not sitting there shaking his head, writing you off, leaving you lost. He's not sitting there shaking his head, wishing he'd never went to that cross. That's those are the thoughts that can uh, cripple me, that can dig a hole into the side of my head and just cripple me and make me question my call. It can make me question my purpose. It can make me question my mission. It can make me question my ministry. It can make me question my walk. It can make me question my testimony. It can make me question so much. And that's just a dirty, rotten, stinking lie from the enemy that tells me those things. And, and, And it's not true. It's just not true. And right now, I believe that. Sometimes I have a hard time believing that. But right now I believe that that's just a lie from the enemy and that I am worthy. But uh, that's, you know, just, I mean, thank you, Zach Williams, for writing another song just for me. But it goes back into this idea that I wanted to talk about of, of overcoming the unexpected. When the the ministry leader at this Celebrate Recovery told us, hey, yeah, we've got a lot of women from, you know, a, a, a women's shelter coming now. And I just said, wow. I said, did, did you read my testimony? Because when we share a testimony at a Celebrate Recovery, we typically will send the testimony to the ministry leader so they can read it over. And he said, no, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. And I said, well, you know, I'm a registered offender and now I'm going to be coming and talking to these ladies who are hurting and struggling. I, I don't want to be a trigger I don't want to be a stumbling block. I don't want to cause them to spin off the rails that they are on. I don't want to send them into a tailspin because of hearing my story and the things that I've done, how I've hurt people. It's not what I want. And I allowed myself to think that my story might not matter to these people. And I listened to my wife share her story and and she talked about me because I'm a part of her story. And I heard people clap when she said that we're still married. And I saw them pour out their love for her, which means they're going to pour out their love for me as well because that's what happens when we share testimony. But it was unexpected. And, and I'm still a bit apprehensive about going. So I, I, I was thinking to myself, what do I do about this? And so I'm going to call friends and I'm going to say, hey, I, I, I want you, I need you to come to Bakersfield with me to listen to me share my story so I can have a friendly face, a familiar face in the crowd and help me through this 
unexpected hurdle because, I mean, I've been doing this now for 18, 19 years, sharing my story. I've written books about it and put them out there for people to listen to or read. And I've not frequently been apprehensive about sharing. I've normally jumped at the opportunity to share regardless of it, you know, of, of the, the circumstance. And I've, I shared in an abnormal psychology class at, at a California State University so they could, you know, hear the story of a man who had done the things that I had done. I, I shared at a, a, a group that were advocates for foster kids. And uh, everywhere I've gone, I've always gotten appreciation and love from the crowd. But, but for some reason, this just shook me a little bit. And maybe you're going through something right now that shakes you just a little bit. Maybe you've gone through it in the past. Maybe it's something that's not unfamiliar to you. Maybe it's, it's ground that you've walked many times before, but something feels different this time. Something feels a little bit off. Something just doesn't feel quite right. It just, if you feel a little unsettled, a little apprehensive, a little nervous. I get that. I'm here to tell you that I get that. But I'm also here to tell you to think about this song from Zach Williams that we just listened to a little part of. You know, he's not sitting there shaking his head. God is not sitting there shaking his head, writing you off and leaving you lost. It's not what God's about. That's not what he does. It's not how he operates. God is here to love us without question, without end without exception and that is a mighty good feeling to feel it's a mighty good thing to know that he's just going to be there loving us regardless of the situation Romans 12 2 talks about the renewing of our minds and, and that tells me that our mind needs to be constantly renewed. It's not a one and done. God's love for me, one and done. My acceptance of Christ and my salvation, one and done. Nobody's taken that from me. But my mind is constantly being renewed by God so I can remember these promises, so I can stand on them and I can fight the lies of the enemy. And he's doing it for you as well. You matter. Go somewhere right now. Find a mirror. If you're driving, look in your mirror. If you're at the gym, look in a mirror. If you're at home, look in a mirror or a piece of glass or, or just hold up your phone and turn the camera on and look at yourself right now. Look at yourself. Look at you. That's the person that God loves the most in the entire world is you. And I can't think of something that's more exciting or beautiful than that. Because if you're anything like me, and I think you probably are, you may have questioned your worth. You may have questioned your lovability. You may have questioned whether or not a person could really care that you would matter. And you do. So very much. And you matter to someone that you might not even realize that you matter to. Someone that's looking at you and watching you. I went into the prison today and 
these men just opened up their hearts to us and it just made us feel so warm and welcome. You know, I said that we had an unexpected mishap with, with technology and we had to just kind of punt. And Bev told me in the middle of my lesson while the men were talking about something that I asked them to discuss and she leaned over to me and whispered in my ear, she said, I didn't even want to be here tonight. I, I wanted to pack and I just didn't feel good. I'm so glad I came. And that's because we answered the call that God gave us. We went and did the work and we just let men love us as we loved them. It wasn't difficult. It wasn't rocket science. It wasn't magic. There's not any secret sauce or hidden formula. It was just go in and treat people like people and love them. We spend so much time so much time finding out what's different about us from somebody else. What can we fight about? Oh, that person is Wesleyan, so I can't like them because they don't think the way I think. They're different. Oh, that person's a Calvinist. I can't associate with them because they're wrong. Oh, that person goes to the Catholic Church and they don't know what's going on. Listen, people, there's a door to heaven and we're all going through it if we just accept Christ. I've read my Bible and I've never read in there where he says, uh, these are the favored denominations of the Christian faith. I haven't read that. Because it's not in there. It's not part of it. Do something unexpected. Love someone who doesn't expect to be loved. When we were there at the Dream Center, the ministry leaders said, you know, we're here on Union Street in, in uh, Bakersfield, and it it's, can be rough. We don't know who's going to walk through the doors. I said, you know, those are our people. Those are our people. That's the people that Christ went to hang out with, not the people who have everything together, because those people, they don't. If you know someone who's got their act completely together and everything is perfect for them, they're hiding something, whether it's their own insecurities or whatever, nobody's perfect. Nobody's got everything together. We might cope better than others. We might smile. We might have better attitudes. But everybody's got something that's going on. So find someone who people might not think deserve your love and give them some love. Give them a smile. Buy them a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Buy them a hamburger at McDonald's. Do something. And, and don't say why you're doing it until they ask. And then just say, because Jesus told me to. And I'm not saying I'm Jesus, but I'm saying Jesus told us to go out there and love people. So let's go out there and love some people. People aren't expecting love. People are expecting anger, hate, spite, discord. Let's give them something different. Let's turn off the news. You know I'm talking to you. If you think I'm talking to you, I am talking to you. Quit watching the news. It's filled with hate. It's filled with discord. It's filled with stuff trying to scare you. It's nothing you can fix. It's nothing you can change. So turn it off. Take the time you would have been watching the news. Read your Bible or go give someone a hug. Just have a conversation with a person at Starbucks instead of watching the news. See if you don't feel better. I double dog dare you to stop watching the news for just one week. And for the amount of time that you would be watching the news, 
love somebody else, either someone in your family or someone you don't know, just go and love people and spend the same amount of time loving people that you would have spent watching the news that week. And if you don't feel better, let me know about it because that's going to be shocking to me. I am pretty sure that loving people is going to give you a better feeling than you get from watching the news. And if you are a news watcher and think I can't survive without watching the news, tell me the last time you personally did something to change a big news story so that it happened differently or, or the course of human history changed because of you watching the news. That I got to hear as well because that sounds like a fascinating story. All right, well, I've gone all over the place with this. Uh, I guess that's what happens when there's no one here to, to keep me in check uh, or to, uh, to make sure I stay on track. Um, but these are just the ways that I overcome unexpected things. Um, and, and to me, love is one of the best ways to overcome the unexpected. So, um, thank you. I love you for listening. You are my family. You are my people. You are, you know, uh, what keeps me going. So thank you for uh, your continued support. Drop me a line, uh, on the email, which is bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or or send me a text or a phone call, 760-608-1942. Thank you for supporting us financially. Thank you for your prayers. I really, really, really would like it if I could get prayer for our new ministry that's going to be starting in the prison in Tehachapi in uh, September. So if you could specifically pray for that, that would be outstanding. And also for our ongoing ministry in the prisons. It's just um, we're answering God's call the best that we can. And uh, the best way that you can support us is through prayer. And, um, and by sharing the word about this podcast, let people know about it. Uh, if you want to read my blog, it's at ministerofmocha.com every Monday morning. You can check that out. Um, also got a couple of books out there that are available on Apple Books or Amazon uh, Kindle, or you can also get a paperback on Amazon. Uh, the first book is my, my story, my autobiography. It's called Still in Beta because God's not done testing me. And uh, the second book is called Piece by Piece, which was uh, co-authored by my friend Faith. Uh, she put in some recipes for some pie. Um, so you can check those out. And uh, that uh, also goes to help uh, support uh, the ministry efforts. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. We'll be back next week with another show. Uh, but until then, I guess um, we've got nothing to say except for we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.